This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here. Deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So, uh, first things first, I want to apologize to everybody. I know I mentioned I was going to do this on Wednesdays, but I wasn't feeling too well. Um, I've been coughing like crazy. No, it's not COVID. It's um, I have been having this thing called delayed coughing. Uh, basically, I don't have like anything that's in my chest, like any infection or anything. It's all dry up like, like a motherfudger. But <coughs> I still have some effects of, to, of it, but I'll be fine. But however... Let's get to some wrestling content for everybody. I know that's what you guys want to hear, so I apologize for not doing this the day before. Now, let's talk about Waka Tsukiyama. Now, you guys have been hearing in the Yoshi world, Waka has been making a lot of buzz recently. Now, who is Waka, anyway? What is the deal with her? First things first, we don't know much about her personal life. All we do know is that she was born here in the States in New York, uh, but she is... She does live in Japan, <coughs> but she has made a, uh, she actually debuted in wrestling in 2020. She was officially with at risk girls, but she has done freelancing with promotions such as um, Pro Wrestling Wave, uh, pro, um, Women Pro Wrestling Diana, and I think oh, and also Got to Move. So I, I did not know about her being a, I got to forgot that she was in Got to uh, for Choco Pro, but it was great to see her. But she made her uh, appearance in, I think, midpoint of the Goddess Tag League, Goddesses Tag League last year. Um, she was welcomed by, of course, was given like an assessment by Unagi, who's more like the the kind of wrestler who wants to see what this wrestler is all about. So basically that is. But she left At-Risk Girl to come into stardom. Uh, she lo she lost her match with um, Unagi, but however, Unagi did not give her like any indication that she's going to join <coughs> the Cosmic Angels. But however, at the press conference at the before the start of Goddess's Tag League, uh, Waka was in fact paired up with Lady C. This is before Lady C actually joined Queen's Quest. Um, Waka was invited to c join. Uh, you know. Cosmic Angels by request of Tam Nakano. Now, much of her time with Cosmic Angels wasn't much of a buzz, you know. I mean, I have to say it was great that they're expanding because it was three, and then later it was four, and then five. Not much about that was clear, but things changed drastically when it came to the to the betrayal of my Sakurai. Now, how did this whole thing happen? Well, uh, let's start from the beginning on that. <laughs> if you guys remember, at the Kawasaki Super Wars, Waka was in the match against Mai Sakurai, where, Mai, where Sakurai actually won. But of course, we saw these, this masked silhouette assailant attack them both for no apparent reason. A month later, during the Tokyo Super Wars, Waka and Mai were involved in a three-way match for the future title. Both of them were unsuccessful, but once again, the masked silhouette attacked all three of them, including uh, Ruka. But, however, no one knows what the hell was going on at the time. A month later, during the Asaka Super Wars, Waka, Waka Mai, and uh, Lady C, they were all part of a three-on-one match against Sudi. But, once again, they were attacked by not one, by two masked assailants. Nobody knows what the hell was going on. 
and then later at year climax where Tam Nakano <coughs> teamed up with both uh, Mai and Waka were attacked, lost in the match against Stars, but Stars were brutally attacked by the three mass silhouettes. But later, turned their attention to Cosmic Angels, and then of course Tam and Mayu were able to unmask one of them. It turned out to be Julia, who basically has a problem with the wrestlers that she recruited. But at some point, like in um, during the start of the year, during the award ceremony, it appears that Julia had had decided to. I don't know if it's manipulation or trying to convince Maya Sakurai to join. Over time, Maya was basically like stuck in a limbo. So later in, uh, at the month, uh, at the in February during an Osaka event, Maya decided to turn her back on Cosmic Angels. But the one person who's been affected by the betrayal was Waka. Waka talked about how she looked up to her, how she was someone she can rely on. But now it's not that. But during the time ever since the betrayal, Mina, Unagi, and Tam, all three members of Cosmic Angels, looked out for her. They, under they saw how fragile she has become. But during the time of this whole thing with the story, Waka became the main character. Like, literally. But every time she ends up, she cannot seems to win. Like, we know she has been training for a, a finisher that she believes she thought she could have her moment to. Defeat Waka, but it was no avail. But last month, she was very close. She was only three steps away from winning her first match. Even everybody knew that. And since then, she's been frustrated. Even Julia believes that she's going to... My thinks that Waka is going to leave, but she's not. She's always been helpful and thankful for Cosmic Angels being there for her a lot. They even looked out for her no matter what. They even check in on her. But... Um, there was one moment where she was like only one step away in pinning my Sakurai, but it also ruined it and that kind of thing. So it became like a frustration. Now, she, we know that she could pull off the win, but the problem is with, with Waka, it's executing it. How to get there? How can she pull it off? But no one knows how until something happened on May 13th. This one was part of the New Blood uh, event, which is where they introduce younger wrestlers who only have two or three years of experience. Waka, on the other hand, has that experience because, right, like I said, she <coughs> she debuted in 2020, so she has that. She fits the parameter, and so does Mai. But however, uh, Waka teamed up with freelancer Momoka um, Hanozono, who is of course a tag team partner of Meishiruga, to take on uh, Godzai. Mirai and Ami Sore. Now, that match was unsuccessful, but it was a fun match because they played out a little bit. But Waka wanted to take things a little bit more serious because she understood that both uh, Sori and Mirai are no uh, slouch. So she knows that. But however, she ended up in a uh, kind of like a hoverboard arm lock by Mirai and she was forced to tap out. But however, that does not end right there. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, during a, after the match between Mai Sakurai and prominent Zuzu Suzuki, things got ahead. Now, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, let me explain. There's a freelance group calling themselves Prominence who have a bit of an issue with Julia and they're out to gun her, especially her former friend who's been like a sister to her, Zuzu Suzuki. 
Now, my accuser is saying that, oh, you're jealous because, you know, she chose me. It has nothing to do with that. The way it goes, Julia abandoned her. And now she claims that she did it to protect her. Now, Zuzu doesn't believe that. She doesn't believe a word that comes out of her mouth. However, <coughs> my secret what, did a pretty good job in, in the fight. But, however, it was not enough with Zuzu. Because Zuzu is good at what she does at the age of 19. Things got out of hand until Risa Sarah came out, called out Sudi. She beat the crap out of her outside the ring. But when things were diffused by Julia, Julia had no compel in facing Suzu inside of a stardom, stardom ring. But Zuzu decided to call out anybody in the entire anybody from the stardom locker room if they're willing to fight her. But no one anticipated this move coming from Waka. Waka comes out. Julia asked her if she was okay. She didn't respond. I don't know if she thinks she's foolish or really plain dumb or, or what. However, I can see in her eyes that she was on a purpose. I can see that she's frustrated knowing that she cannot pick up a win, but she wants to win. She issued a challenge with Zuzu, her teaming with Mina and Unagi in a three-on-three match against Zuzu and two partners of her choosing. So her partners turned out to be Mochi Miyagi and Akane Fujita. However, in the press conference, you can... Now, Zuzu has no <coughs> interest in in Waka. Her only true interest is Julia. But, of course, Waka is not going to be ignored, no matter what Zuzu thinks. But, however, many people are saying that she has a death wish. I don't know. There's even those who are saying that they think she's going to leave Cosmic Angels. But I highly doubt that because... Who would she join? Some people say she might join DDM. She doesn't fit the DDM parameter. But here's the outcome, two, out, uh, two options of the outcomes. Now, the most commonly um, outcome is her losing, which is okay. If she's able to get close enough, maybe one step away from pulling off, then it shows that she is improving. But what happens if she does <coughs> win the match? That's going to be huge, knowing that she took out one of the most top elite wrestlers that we've seen so far in Japan. But on the plus side, this also shows that Waka will be able will be the one to defeat Zuzu instead of Mai Sakurai. And that would put Mai Sakurai in a jealousy mood, knowing that she probably would have wished it could have been her to do it. But that could happen. A lot of people are pulling for her. Now that match between, of course, Zuzu, Prominence and Cosmic Angels will take place on the 29th of May or 28th, one of the two. And I can't wait to see it. I'm kind of pumped for it because I really want to see what Waka's going to do. But if you guys ask me right now, what's Tam going to do? Well, she's going to be <coughs> teaming with uh, Kyrie Sane in a tag match against Queen's Quest, um, Utami Ayashida, and Miyu Amasaki, who is the latest member of Queen's Quest. So I'm kind of excited for that, but we'll see where they're going to go. Now, next topic we're going to do is, of course, you may have heard of what happened this past Monday with Naomi and Sasha Banks. Now, let's talk about what really occurred here. Now, according to sources, they're saying that uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi went to Vince's office. Apparently, there's been some changes in the creative process with, if you guys heard, Naomi was going to be in a match against... Um, uh, Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's title, I believe. 
know, for the Raw title. But however, it was changed. And of course, there was other ch changes from what I heard. And this is from what they're saying. Naomi and Sasha felt they were being disrespected. But here's the thing. They heard... They left the tag titles in in the desk right in front of Vince and walked out. And this happened right in the middle of a Raw show. Now, some of you are probably already saying, oh, this is interesting. Well, it is because <coughs> we know there has been a lot of creative things. And, of course, Sasha said they have no respect for the, the women's tag team division. And it's true. Recently, a sportster... Uh, Put out an article saying that there was talk they want to uh, pull the plug on the women's tag team titles. And that kind of goes out like, what the fudge? But yeah, I mean, I don't blame them for how they feel. I mean, look, the cre WWE creatives, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. That's the problem. These Someone needs to f hire real creative people who know what the fuck they're doing. Who they, they hire people who don't even know what the hell is wrestling about. But here's another interesting that takes place. Ariana Andrews, no, uh, formerly known as Cameron of the Funkadelics, she talks about Naomi, about what transpired. And she said, there is no way this is Naomi who walks out on Vince. She's playing up professional. But she accuses Sasha Banks in manipulating her in doing this. I'm like, hmm. I mean, that is a very interesting, compelling argument. But... How do we know if that really is the case? Because truthfully, we can't know that. I can't go out and say, okay, maybe that's the reason. But I know that many of the women's locker room have been frustrated at times with the creative process. I've seen it. <coughs> I've seen it. I heard it countless times. But there are those who are accusing Ariana Andrews like, bitch, you're just jealous because, you know, Naomi is a bigger star than you. I mean, she didn't go anywhere in WWE that very much you know and that was what happened so I mean I don't know but look we're dealing with the same process we had with Bailey and Sasha you know when they became the first inaugural champions for the women's tag team titles we all thought the same thing that they were going to legitimize that now I want to be honest with you I feel that right now, there is no legitimized tag teams in the main roster. Now, we can see that in NXT. I have to say, keep the women's tag team division in NXT. I find it more interesting than the main roster because you get these makeshift re uh, female wrestlers that you pair them with. I mean, look what happened with the, icon with the Iconics. They split them up, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, this is a load of horse bullshit here. You got, uh, Je uh, what's her name, Cassie Lee, pairing up with Lacey. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, that's the problem. There is no legitimized women's tag teams. Now, I'm not saying this; they should pull the plug. I say they need to reevaluate this whole thing. That's the problem. But yeah. But now there's been uh, reports saying that uh, Naomi's, uh, Naomi's contract is almost up. Now the real question is, is she going to renew it or let it expire and she can work with whoever she wants? I mean, that's the obvious thing. But it's still no indication yet about it. 
But also, Mickey James uh, put out saying that she supports what Naomi and Sasha Banks did because they were standing up for themselves. And I'm kind of like surprised that she did that. But we'll see what goes on from there on. <coughs> now, if you guys are big fans of pro wrestling Noah in Japan, there's something interesting taking place. There is a faction in the junior heavyweight division called Stinger. These guys currently held all three titles, all two titles, the GHC uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship and the GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Um, apparently, there's five members. There's uh, Yoshinari Ogana, Ogawa, who's the, the leader and veteran of the group. Then there's Chris Ridgway, who you may have heard from uh, Ref Pro down in the UK. There's Hayata, who is the current GHC uh, he Junior Heavyweight Champion. And then there's Seki Yoshioka at <coughs> Yuyu Suzumu. Now, these guys have shown their dominance in the Junior Heavyweight division countless times. There's been a war between that. However, this is what happened. Yoshioka and Suzumu attacked Ridgeway and Ogawa. They attacked them for a shot of the titles. Now, in the press conference, Ridgeway said, Look, I'm up for if you guys wanted to challenge us, but what you did to us is on call for. Now, Ridgeway was no dummy. He knew that sooner or later they would want to challenge, but the way they approached it, to him, that feels like disrespectful. It's like saying, if you're going to challenge me for this title, just say it. Don't attack me. And it shows that Yoshioka and Suzumu were too much of a coward to say it. But I feel sorry for Hayata, who's been caught in the middle of this. That's the problem. Hayata's friends with both sides. And it's like, <coughs> who does he go with? So... Here's a way. Yoshioka is and is good friends with Hayata. He is confident to believe that Hayata was side with him because of their friendship. Now, there is a rule of wrestling. There is no such thing as friends in wrestling. And I think that's what Hayata was going through. Not to mention, he made the decision to side with Ogawa and Ridgeway. But... We'll see how that goes. I'm kind of curious about this Stinger Civil War. I'm really interested in that. Now, our next subject. Uh, this is something interesting. I did not anticipate this. How many of you remember the Authors of Pain? Yes, guys. The same Authors of Pain from NXT. And, of course, later calling themselves Legion of Pain. We all remember they were all released from WWE. Now, there was still no indication <coughs> if they're going to go back into wrestling. No talk. Completely radio silence about it. But recently, they are going to launch their own promotion down in Nottington, England called Wrestling Entertainment Series, or WES. Now, some of you probably say, really? They're going to start their own promotions? 
Come on, guys. Why the fuck not? You know, because the problem is this. Some promotions are not doing their job right, not taking care of their people. Look what's been going on with WWE. Not a lot of wrestlers are getting a lot of <coughs> a lot of TV time or, or story-wise or creative time. And now we're seeing this backstage heat going on in AEW, which is supposed to be a non-toxic environment. And, of course, there's the freelance revolution in the Yoshi world in Japan, consistent with prominence, uh, girl, girls pro wrestling unit um, colors, and, of course, uh, nomads. There's been talk about that a lot. But here's the thing that kind of goes out. <coughs> the way I see it is this. Who gives a shit if they start their own promotion? At least they can live up to something. I'm really happy for them that they are getting back into wrestling under their own terms. I think that's what's missing today. If promotions are not going to give you what you need or what you want when you're signed to them, then fuck it. Do things yourself. Play by your own rules. Come up how you want to do things. And I think that's great for these guys to do that. However... They already started planning out some uh, matches. And one of them is a renewed fin uh, feud <coughs> between Lana and Nia Jax. Yes, folks, they're going to be at the, at the launch of this show. I was surprised about that. I thought Nia Jax said she was done with it. But I'm guessing maybe Arthur Zipay might have called her saying, look, we're going to do things our way. Fuck what WWE did or what they think. And I think it's good out of them. They're looking out for others. Not to mention Lana. I mean, I feel bad for her the way they released her. I wouldn't be surprised if she decides to make the trip to the UK countless times just to appear at their shows. I mean, it would be good for her, I have to say. You know, and a lot of traveling, but it's going to be good for her. I, I, I can guarantee you that. So, I'll keep a, a, a note on this one, but right now, let's move on to the last subject. As you may have heard, Got To Move is fucking back. After two years, the pandemic put them on hold. They just had <coughs> an incredible show they had this month on the, uh, I don't remember when. It was fun. However, Got To Move announced another show coming up later on this month on the 26th of May. And this one is the four-year anniversary of May Shuruga. Yes, her fourth-year anniversary. I'm excited. But this is the best part. She announced it during a Choco Pro event. She calls it Apple and Cruise or Apple and Friends. Nobody in the entire Choco Pro roster for that day are buying it. They're like not sure what to make of it. Even Balinaki was having so much fun. Like no one's buying it. <laughs> and I, I just laughed so hard towards that. I just <laughs> Apples and crew. <laughs> but the matches, in the other hand, they're unbelievable. I have to say they booked, um, I don't know if May had any hand in it, but here's what happened. 
the first match she announced is Chikoshikawa taking on Haruka Umesaki from um, World Woman Pro Wrestling Diana. Now, Umesaki and Ma and and Suruga, they're close friends, and they have been trained at the same time by Emi Sakura. <coughs> and I thought that's going to be an interesting matchup between them because, you know, I think Chi's going to have a great time with this match. However, there are other matches that are also going to take place. Um, it was announced later that May Suruga is going to have also a match of her own. And this one was a bit surprising to me. Her opponent is none other than Tokyo Yoshi Pro Wrestling Suzume. Yes, the same Suzume from Daisy Monkeys. The one in black and yellow. She is going to be her opponent. I'm excited for that because these girls are almost about the same height. But I'm like looking forward to it. Now, there is going to be a title match for the Asian, no, the Asian Dream Tag Team titles. CDK, Masata, uh, Masahiro Takanashi and Chris Brooks will be facing uh, Mikami and Tanon Sak Toba. And I'm, I'm kind of curious about this. Then there's a trios match. We have team number one, Yuna Mizumori, Saki, and Balinaki versus Sayaka, Makoto, and Hagane uh, Shino. And then there's going to be a four-way tag team match between Sayaka Ubihiro, Shin Suzuka versus Tokiko Kihara, Antonio Honda versus Dragon Ninja, Sudi and Chonchiru versus Kaori Yonayama and Sawadi Kamen. So I'm excited for this event. I'm kind of curious because the thing is, this is Mei Shiruga's fourth anniversary, fourth anniversary as a pro wrestler. Um, I'm just so happy for her. You know, I've been a fan of her. I call her the slide devil and all this. But, yeah, she's a fun wrestler. So I think that's pretty much it for everyone. I hope everybody likes this episode uh, content. Again, I apologize for not putting this the day before, which was, of course, the the 18th. I wasn't feeling too well, but now I'm back. Uh, next week will be my last one for the time being because I will be on vacation. No, is it? Hold on a minute. Am I, am I blind? No, scratch that. I have two more days. Two more Wednesdays, next week and the following on the 1st of June. That will be my last day for the time being because I'm going to be on vacation. I'm going to be out of town, and I'm kind of stoked, and I think I won't be able to put another podcast episode till the 15th of June. I'm kind of excited for this. Hope everybody is, but right now, I believe I'm going to call it right here for the day. Hope you guys enjoy everything I talked about, and hope you guys can follow what's going on. So. I'll see you guys on the next time on this podcast. So I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye. Mwah. And have a nice day. Bang!